gonna say I'm actually really looking forward to this one and I've got some too. fun stuff. Oh good. It's surprising. And it links to Kelly. Kelly, did you read anything or look anything up that would have to do with you and or I? Uh was Val Kilmer the monster in the cave? No, but that would be so cool. <laughs> no, okay. I don't think I did. No. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Did you co-author this? Is How that the reveal? <laughs> I'm Ted. <laughs> I was gonna say oh, before we jump into it, yeah, I did want to bring up the last time. So last week, whenever we did scary stories of Tall and Dark, I don't remember doing this, but it came to my door, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I purchased it." Purchased. I saw you in the back <laughs> and other folk rhymes, and I had some that I had uh, bookmarked that I wanted to read you guys to. Yes, please. <laughs> so for the listener, uh, assuming I keep this in, which I probably will now, I did cut out <laughs> me reading all of the titles of his things because that was at the end. We were all gassed and it was boring. <laughs> so so I cut out about 15 minutes of me reading titles and then us like doing C-level riffs on them and then moving on. Yeah, I love cutting a C-level riff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, hit us with it, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. Okay, this, they don't have titles, so I can't give you a title. It's also reading level one. So if I fuck oh, this up, that's perfect. That's about going back in time, <laughs> uh, cry baby, cry baby, wipe your little eye, go and tell your mommy to give you a piece of pie, baby, baby, suck your toe all the way to Mexico. When you get there, cut your hair and don't forget your underwear. Okay. Oh, that's a full a lot one. of questions. <laughs> I have no answers. <laughs> that That's definitely about like an abused spouse running away to Mexico, right? Cut your hair. Oh, oh she's cutting oh, her hair. Man. Don't forget yeah. your underwear. A literal baby. Oh, geez. No, Nate, it's dark. grade level one. You're reading too deep. <laughs> I'm going to go over to some uh, story about witches. Uh, down in the desert where the purple grass dies, there sat a witch with yellow green eyes. That was one. Oh, that, that was, was it. That was, that was she's all. just sitting there yeah. with yellow green eyes. I mean, that's just creepy. Being, yeah, in the desert, just, just sitting. It was the night of Halloween when all the witches could be seen. Some were black, some were green, some were like a turkey bean. What's a turkey bean? I had the same question. What is a turkey bean? <laughs> is that a is that like a giblet, a giblet, a giblet? All right. So this one was a little bit creepy. Uh, just four lines. There was a boy who would not go to bed. His got, eyes got so tired they fell from his head. And I was just like, oh, that imagery as a child would be like... <laughs> So if I get tired, my eyes will fall out. It feels like that. Yeah. You have like, to close your I'm... eyelids to keep them in. <sighs> Otherwise, they get free. Right? I didn't know. Like your <laughs> eyes have stuff they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're just restricting them. And then this is my last one. Someone is under the bed. Whoever can it be? I'm getting very nervous. Sally, come in with me. Sally crawled under the bed. Whoever did you see? There is someone here, she said. But I think it is me. Whoa, this one's about identity. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was going for. And I was like, that's heavy. That's heavy yeah. for a kid. <laughs> I love the I think it's me. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's like the end of Annihilation. Uh, no, no spoilers. Yeah, I haven't watched oh. it. Oh, why did well, I, I try like, to cover like, my no. I tried with to cover my ears on. over my headphones? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, no oh, hey, it worked. I still I didn't down. spoil it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had to give you a visual cue. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm horrible with words, but body language <laughs> all day. Uh, yeah, same. Ditto. <laughs> Wait, so I read the entire book. Very happy that I purchased it. Um, 
I don't know if that's true. Were there any overarching themes that you know? Absolutely none. Just that they, most of them made no sense at all. (laughs) So, so it's a published book of gibberish for children that gives (laughs) them no insight into reality aside from maybe identity and uh, spousal abuse. Yeah. Cool. I feel like we need to go and analyze each and every poem at some point, but today might not be that day. I just wanted to introduce you guys to the, the other book that Alvin Schwartz had had written let's pivot and we'll do an episode entirely on the first words of every single one <laughs> and you can just read each of those first words and then we'll react and we what just do you think this all means? of our listeners <laughs> maybe it's a zodiac killer thing though we might we might figure mm. something out <laughs> oh we've got a cipher <laughs> yeah Listeners, it's debut buddies. I'm Nate. I'm one of the buddies. I'm Chelsea. I'm, I'm Kelly. another buddy. Aww. We're gonna get we this. Do this. We're every gonna time. figure it out. We're gonna do it. <laughs> Chelsea, would you like to go? I'm Chelsea, and I'm and another I'm, buddy. <laughs> and I'm Kelly. I'm the third buddy. <laughs> We're all buddies around here, and you, listeners, are buddies too, whether you like it or not. So just stop resisting, okay? <laughs> It's it's getting kind of annoying. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking uh, because of uh, the spookiness of the season. Ooh, thunder, ghosts, bone rattling. (laughs) This is the Foley we have available. Okay, I was going to try to do sounds, but it's not going to sound good, especially (laughs) on my slowly grinding against rock. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Just two Dwayne Johnsons. Dry humping in the darkness. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the first creepy pasta to just really go right into the bowl of uh, cold spaghetti that yeah. you're served at a Halloween party, and someone tells you it's witch's hair or brains or whatever, because mm-hmm. um, that's what creepy pasta is, right, guys? Yep, spooky spaghetti yeah. pasta that's creepy. One or the other ones, uh, menacing. Mamacaga. A lot of the gummy worms. That's kind of like a pasta too. Yeah. So you sugar pasta. Cookie. You put the cookie, cookie with the worms. Penne's pretty creepy too because they're little penises. It's gross. What I've actually seen penis shaped pasta. There you go. Yeah. Can you imagine just like making mac and cheese with that? Right. It's like Thursday, and you're like, I guess I'm I eating mean, my penis pasta. <laughs> I always do the fun shaped pastas. So if I do or the fun shaped mac and cheese. So like I get unicorns and I get the frozen one because they that's the one they keep putting out. They also put out the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one from like six years ago. I buy macaroni and cheese every week. This is a problem. I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we say which creepypasta we're doing? <laughs> yeah, we're going to actually talk about creepypasta, the the internet phenomenon that, that is ongoing, but started in the year 2000 or 2001 with Ted the Caver. 
which is acknowledged universally as the first creepypasta ever on the internet. It it's on an Angel Fire website that still stands mm-hmm. with all of the eye blood causing text layout and font <laughs> <Yeah>. designs <laughs> that you could ever dream of or wish for. Like I got exhausted. Like my eyes got so tired. Mm-hmm. Oh. I made the I made the browser so small so that I was scanning really short distances oh, no. <laughs> because I was just like gray text on a black background with occasional dark blue, just like mm. my eyes were crossing and blurring out. And I was also on mushrooms, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I have um, what I think can be a tip for you there. So this is so old school internet. I did look at the source code for it just because I was curious and it is just raw H um, what is it HTML and like there's no there are no style guides or anything so it is essentially human readable if you look at the source and then you can look at look at it on a white on a white page so and like normal text so you do that in Chrome just right click view source boom (laughs) well so what why I was doing that was because I was trying to see what dates were these published because I wasn't no. clear if this was published serially along with the story like was it over multiple days or did it all go up mm. at once I, I wasn't sure especially since there are no comments on this which I also thought was crazy I no comments on this. yeah comment technology does not exist on this website <laughs> whoa yeah so that felt really crazy to me so I was just like poking around um to see and I I couldn't tell uh, when it was published from any of the source code. So I, I looked at the way, way back machine to see when it was first crawled and it was crawled back in 2000. The, the snapshots are really spotty over there. So I, I can't say for sure, like when it was published. So that's, I'm still unclear on that, but I compared their first snapshot to 2000 to the text of today. It's identical. It, it definitely hasn't been updated at all. So this is like a relic. <laughs> This was effectively a blog mm-hmm. before blogs existed, uh, though not not really, obviously. So, okay, had you guys heard about this creepypasta before we decided to do No, this? this was the first time I've ever heard of it. Same. Yeah. And I've, I've heard read, of a couple. I've read some, but yeah, I d- yeah, this one eluded me somehow. Yeah. Oh, I've read like plenty of creepypastas in my day. Uh, but yeah, I had never heard of this one, which was crazy. Cause then I started, I just like Googled the word creepypasta to see what was going to come up. And, uh, this is like, yeah, this is everywhere. This is mentioned yeah. a thousand times. I guess I had never Googled creepypasta before, <laughs> but this does predate I... the word, right? Like the word creepypasta yeah, it has to, right? didn't exist until like 2004 or seven. I can't remember. I didn't write well, it down. And for the listener, creepypasta means... Oh, sure. So um, a creepypasta is, so that word comes from copypasta. Let's start there. Copypasta is like a little snippet of text that you copy paste for whatever reason. So this could be like, I don't know what well, your passwords or don't, don't copy paste your password, but you know, you're doing it. We're all doing it. You're copy pasting your passwords. That's your personal copy pasta or like, and uh, this word is an evolution of that specifically referring to creepy stories that get copy pasted around. And maybe um, I imagine that they were like emailed to each other back when we, when we oh. were doing um, those like chain emails, chain emails. Yeah. yeah. And like, mm-hmm. 
I know 4, 4chan is where like the idea of creepypasta yeah. really originated. So it was people writing tiny, usually tiny um, horror stories that you would copy and paste and send to a friend or whatever. And um, this one is is very large. It would take you a, a little bit of time if you wanted to copy paste it. But <laughs> um, but yeah, creepypasta today now just means like a tiny scary story on the internet. They're essentially urban legends. They're like modern day, modern day urban legend. Yeah. Yeah. Internet urban, ur- urby legend, urban, urb- urby I'm trying, I'm trying out something yeah. new. Urby L's. <laughs> urby L's. Okay. Wet, wet, webby leg legs. Oh God. <laughs> we're doing great today. Doing yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're starting strong. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like Slender Man, a, a creepypasta people's heard of. Uh, He's the one that everybody the, knows. The Rugrats theory is one that I also what? Saw. Wait, what's the Rugrats theory? What is it? Is it related to that mirror episode? Is it like, um, is it an alternate universe? Is it um, that the, um, the, oh no, here's what I bet it is. I bet it's like the parents are like really abusive and Tommy is actually like 15 and like in a mental asylum oh and my he's imagining it's, all of it, this. Is that what it is? I don't it's know. Way, it's darker. So the Rugrats theory. It's is darker the than my thing? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Yeah. The uh, the Rugrats theory. So the original version is that the Rugrats were really a figment of Angelica's demonic and unimaginable imagination, which I I wouldn't put unimaginable and imagination back to back, but I don't write the wiki. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so examples would be Chucky died in 1986 along with his mother, which is why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. Tommy oh, was no. born in 1988, but was still born. And that's why Stu is constantly in the basement making toys for the son who never had a chance to live. Oh, no. The DeVilles had an abortion in 1990. Angelica couldn't figure out whether it would be a boy or a girl, thus creating the twins. So, uh, so yeah, it, it goes on. I'm not going to keep reading it because it's already fucking dark. And and Ugh. both of you are making expressions of, of horror and <laughs> doubt. Now that you're, now that no, you're reading just, like, it, I do feel like I've heard this like, before. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is much darker. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad it's stuff. It's not good. It's not hmm. good. That's how. That's just how a lot of the internet is. I think that's not like specific to creepypasta. Uh, but we all have our favorite. We all know the best one, right? Please tell us who was phone. Who was phone? Who was it? phone? Who what? What you guys? I don't know who was phone. <laughs> Who okay. was phone? You're so upset was with phone? us right now. Who was phone? <laughs> Who was phone? Who was phone? Ooh, oh. that was almost Jerry Seinfeld. Who was phone? Oh, yeah, you're That's doing pretty it. good. What's yeah. the deal about these phones? <laughs> so here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it and the voice is, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl and she say, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could have been the mother, right? The dad's Um, dead. uh, There's a longer version and it specifies that it's a male voice. But (laughs) oh, great. The shorter one was snappier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Creepypastas today are by and large pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. I like I don't find a lot of good ones anymore, but I like the funny ones like that. But this is from the dawn of creepypasta, I think. That's how I think of it, at least. So like reality TV or uh, many of these things, it, it degrades over time. Yeah, that's actually something that I wanted to talk about. So let's talk about the structure of this story. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
it is, uh, like Nate said, it's written like a blog post and it's presented as though the author is uploading journal entries from a spooky experience he had in the woods exploring a cave. That like episodic nature of a creepypasta, I have only seen one other time hmm. and it, it's modern. And so when I, and I'm talking about um, Dear David, which was... Uh, an ongoing creepypasta. I don't even know if it really counts as creepy. Oh, was it the Twitter one? It was the Twitter one you were telling by, me about? by yeah. David Ellis, who um, is uh, an, an artist and it was like a hoax, but he presented it on his like personal Twitter mm. over the course of weeks, maybe months. And it started as like a haunting in his house and he was uploading like weird pictures and um and videos and it was very compelling and the whole time like I have never turned on notifications for somebody on Twitter except for in this event because I was like tell me about David <laughs> <laughs> who was David <laughs> who was David uh, a lie oh um, <laughs> just like phone just Bummer. like phone <laughs> just like phone uh, I do think that they are making a, a Dear David movie. I don't know. That's oh. that's uh, fun. I will send you guys a link to it because it's not like a thread, but he uploaded it all to this other website that like lets you go through the tweets in, in order as though it were a thread. Um, but when that was happening, I was like, I love this like immersive storytelling. I love like that I can't just sit down and be like, uh, okay, today I'm reading a scary story. Like I'm, I'm waiting for the next update. It was like, it was like creepy pasta, but network TV. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's serialized. Yeah, well, at least what I did for my research, it sounded like they did post it spread out. So, okay, what else did you find? Because here's what here's what I saw that I am just floored by. So, these were posted as early as 2001. Actually, I think mm -hmm. I saw one on the Way Way Back machine in 2000. In 2000. Yeah, that's um, when it started was December 2000. No, that's when the date on the thing is. But I had a mm -hmm. date like March of 2000. Oh. On the Way Way Back machine. Interesting. Uh, but the, yeah, the, the date of the first post is December 2000. Or the, the first journal entry, I guess. And um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not totally sure if it was serialized. But I did read something later that this like didn't make the rounds until 2004 yeah oh wow i think it was picked up by a like spelunkology society how do spelunkologists society that sounds like spelunkology <laughs> i like i kept trying to pronounce this word it was like spelunkologist society. oh there's another syllable in there there was two l's and it made it sound like i was saying lol and i was like lol <laughs> Meh. Uh, but they said it was that's who was the first like readers that found it. Yeah. So he put this up in 2000. Yeah. And he just I think maintained so. the website. No comments, no likes, no little rushes of endorphins until. Well, and he, well, he said like, that's the thing that I am also confused by because at the end he talks about all the people reaching out to him out of concern. Yeah, I was confused about that too. There isn't a little like contact section, I don't think. I didn't dig that deep, but I don't think there was a way to contact him directly. I think it was all people that knew him. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, because he he says specifically, "Thanks for like stopping by the house several times." I'm sorry I didn't answer yeah. the door. So presumably he's getting phone calls and like it's 2000, 2001. So somebody's leaving him like answering machine messages yeah. when they call. <laughs> so is this just really group text? 
this was just a group text to be like, you guys, I'm fine. This is where I'm at. This is where it's at. I mean, he even Ooh. said that. He was like, I'm uploading it on the blog to update you all at once. Yeah. I think that's where the story as a design conceit begins to show cracks. There are a couple mm. of places where there are a couple of places. There's yeah. a couple of places where you're like, okay, there's definitely better ways to be communicating with people than this way at this time. Yeah. What do you mean? You didn't get all your <laughs> updates from angelfire.com? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if the goal is to be hyper isolated, then yeah, it makes sense. But the other thing that got me is that the whole idea about the annotation of the entries and the opening page where it says, hey, I'm keeping this, I'm changing all these names, you're not going to be able to, I'm not telling you where to go, had to happen, I guess, the day before the fateful final departure mm-hmm. or something. Oh. I don't know. I think I, there there are certain there, there are plot holes here that are kind of interesting. But why don't we talk about the plot before we get into the the holes in the plot? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So uh, Ted the Caver, you you start with a page that just shows like rippling cave wall effect and click here to enter Ted's cave page. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. I will confess, though, that this was long enough that at some point I was like, man, they are going to like jump scares on the internet were big for a long time toward the end it's gonna be like then the weird breeze in the tunnel is a fart (laughs) (laughs) well and i I was waiting even for like one of the photo links to be one of those like quick pop-up quick times where it's like (laughs) but i guess that stuff didn't happen until like mid 2000s this was 2001 it was a more earnest time (laughs) well they're dedicated to the like the suspension of dis of disbelief here is is strong like there's nothing Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think what's brilliant is the amount of dedication put into describing caving and the activities Mm -hmm. and really sort of being boring. Like, I, I, because I don't want to say the story's boring, but like to to really set up the (laughs) creepiness, you have to set up the mundane, right? Like, you have to give us the world of common day where, oh, hey, so this is mostly about two guys trying to make a hole bigger. And (laughs) it sounds really boring, but they're having fun with it. And they got a drill and they got a hammer and they got a chisel and they're doing a thing. A DeWalt drill. DeWalt drill. Mm -hmm. That's right. There's no affiliate links in this in this Angel Fire (laughs) website. They could be making so much money. So, okay, so Ted, presumably, is talking about how he and his buddy B. Well, first, okay, we start with a page that is all disclaimer. Like, hey, look, I'm keeping this to tell people about my experience in this cave. I'm not going to tell you where the cave is because I because you, you're not supposed to go there, I guess. Like, he's trying to protect the reader from the from the jump. Like, I'm trying to protect you. Uh, I'm also not going to tell you anybody anybody's names because I want to keep everybody secret, which, you know, I mean, duh, you're doing that because they're they're made up. So what it's plus it's spookier. When there's when there's lacks of details in places and lots of details in other places, you get misdirected and scared. And I like that. This is very thoughtfully constructed is what I'm getting at. (laughs) So, yeah, so this opening page, you just basically get kind of a description of like, hey, we had this weird time in this cave. We're we're really good. We're good at doing this. My buddy uh, is going with me. He's a superstar caver, but he got injured so he can't cave as hard as i can cave right now but he still caves hard so don't say shit about b no he's tough 
and uh, and then kind of like, hey, we we found a we found a cool hole, and there's there's some wind coming out of it, and there's there's truck rumbles that are happening. We think we think they're truck rumbles, and mm-hmm. we're gonna go make the hole bigger. That's our plan. We got to get in there because we got to check out that virgin hole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Still nothing sexual. No. Not at all. No, no, no. nothing one, sexual. One thing described. I didn't imply anything. I don't. Uh... <laughs> then they start talking about their work in the caves. And this is where I think really the construction is very interesting because they spend a full, you know, we're talking like a full width web page, three scrolls, four scrolls, just talking about mm-hmm. how you do cave hole widening and <laughs> what it's like. And it's like, hey, we got to drill this thing and we got to chisel this thing. And we did this in in phases and we get tired and then we would stop and then we would sit and talk and then we would do it some more. And you get just kind of this you get lulled into a sort of state of like comfort with the situation. It makes you feel like you're there in in a very good way, I think. Yeah, it's immersive. It's it was so um, I don't know. I felt like I learned about caving (laughs) yeah did you guys watch the documentary Mm, i think it was national geographic on the guys that dove cave dove to save the soccer team oh no no i haven't yet oh so good but whenever they were talking about stuff because like the amount of claustrophobia that happens in caves and like they kind of described it really well about how they like had to crawl through a bunch of stuff i was like i'm just gonna throw up and this is so uncomfortable yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it, 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 it's extremely uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, and this. talking about the like the darkness, like as it gets so dark, uh, if you turn off your light, you can't see anything in front of you. And they, he like described it as like you'll hear something before you see it. Something have will you guys, get you before you. Have you experienced that? Uh, have I been trapped in a cave? I wasn't trapped, but I was in a cave, and they turned out all the lights. What? Why did you go to a cave? It was a field trip. Bastard. where they were like let's experience the most horrifying thing oh. your tiny little 12 year old brain has ever experienced Rude. yeah they turned off all the lights and while the lights were off they were like just so you know it is human nature that if we left the lights off you would all start crawling and scrambling and trying to find your way out and i was like cool 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 cool, cool. so have we thought about turning them on <laughs> but uh but while they were off it, did uh they passed out uh spearmint lifesavers oh and had a i've done that yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. that one's fun yeah that made it all okay that i did that in the middle sell. of the woods oh yeah fun you ever you ever cut a grape in half and microwave it what no what happens if, so if you cut a grape in half and lay it with the like the open the insides up on a plate and microwave it it arc sparks Whoa. yeah it's really cool it's really cool it only does it like for a second and then you know there's not that much juice in there. It's just one grape. <laughs> okay. But it's a it's a neat it's a neat phenomenon. Would it it won't harm the microwave, right? No, yeah. I mean don't okay. don't then like try put a fork today. in there with it or anything. But. <laughs> well <laughs> no deal. Yeah, I, I went to there's a cave attraction in Colorado called Cave of the Winds that I went to as a kid. And they do the same thing. They do like, okay, now you got to experience total cave darkness because this is what the pioneers would have experienced when they discovered this in the first place. And it's like, I I don't think we have to. Yeah. Do I have to? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think this is informative. Like I've been in the dark before. I get it. Dark. I don't like it. 
that would be like saying, oh, yeah, like uh, in the movie Revenant, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gets mauled by a bear because he was a pioneer. So you should experience that, kids. A lot of crazy yeah. shit happened. <laughs> the pioneers did crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. They were, oh, the they Donner were... Party ate a bunch of people. So you should, too. <laughs> There's what? a great episode of You're Wrong About about that, about uh, they didn't eat that many of them. No, Maybe they, that many, kid, they probably didn't eat that many. Did eat a kid? Oh yeah. And Wouldn't like, you? Not though? like oh the kid is dead. Let me eat him. It was like that kid's about to die. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna withhold resources. I'm gonna tie that kid oh. down. Then I'm gonna eat that kid. foie gras a little bit. Mm. I don't really know what foie gras is. That's where you you force feed a goose until it throws up the food. And then you eat the the throw. Okay, up food. I'm confused. Why would you do That's that? That's when I throw that food. I thought I had was like just cooked in duck fat. It's just cooked in fat. Oh, is that what it is? Are people yeah. out here eating duck? Well, what's the other thing? What's the thing where you force feed them? I don't know. I'm very confused. <laughs> this is not about Ted the Caver. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to Google Google what we don't. What is force fed? Food? We don't. We don't need to get into. <laughs> no, we'll do that in another episode. Let's yeah. let's get back to Ted. Yeah. <laughs> So they're they're trying to they they find this hole in this cave. So they find this cave that people have been into, and they're they're just really interested in going and trying to get on the other side of this smaller hole that they found. That's not big enough for a person yet. It's about the size of a man's fist, and they want to get through there because they think some cool stuff might be back there, or at very least, they will be the first ones to be exploring that side of the cave. And that's just cool adventure. It's just it's just manifest destiny, people. Americans mm-hmm. deserve to be everywhere without question. Let us go. Nothing can stand in our way. So they make the hole bigger, and they they spend a lot of time making the hole bigger. And we spend several pages of text yeah. talking about the whole embiggening process. Yeah. <laughs> this is what ten pages long, and that was like the first six or seven pages. It's just them oh, making yeah. the hole bigger. They're just they... yeah, they're just really working that hole. You know, <laughs> they're just trying to make. It bigger. They like invent tools. We know who welded the tools for them. Their neighbors. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> oh, we bought this drill bit, but it was too big. And maybe it would have worked on this other substance, but it's not going to work on our hole. So we've got to use our original drill bit, which we broke and a couple inches lost. But we were able to still use it and continue still work working great. on the hole. <laughs> like, okay, Ted, we got to... <laughs> So they just keep working on this hole. And then one of the days when they're drilling, they hear a spooky scream come out of the hole. And it's like, it seems to be like a seven second long human shriek that might also be a combination of a cougar dying. I think he (laughs) says a cougar dying and a human screaming put together. And that gives them pause. They're like, oh, that's weird. This isn't great. (laughs) But just for like a second. (laughs) (laughs) They also notice that this wind that comes out of the cave stops suddenly around the times that they've been like working for a while. And they sort of think that's weird. Yeah, they have that. Um, uh, we learned like a like a caving lingo. What was it? If it if it blows, it goes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if there's a breeze, then we know that like the tunnel keeps going and there's another exit. So it is weird for it to stop. To stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't happen that way. Uh, so they keep working on this on this hole. They're trying to get it bigger. They uh, they take a couple of weeks off. There's a lot of these protracted breaks where they've got other stuff going on in their lives, which I think, again, like this is good story structure to yeah. just lead us away from thinking about anything to, hey, look, they're just like these people are having normal life and all this is really mundane still to them. They're not 
putting A and B together to C. They're just hanging out and they're doing what we would all do, which is like, oh, I think I saw a shadow, but whatever. You know, like you don't really worry about it unless you see a bunch of shadows all the time. And then you're like, oh, no. You know, and I'm going to start worrying about it. They bring that dang dog into the cave. Yeah. The cave is like, no, 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 no. And now I'm like, the dog doesn't like it. Yeah. The dog who they set up, they set the dog up as like seasoned at this too. Like this dog goes into caves. Yeah. And this is the only time the dog is like, no, there's no, this is bad. Guys, this is bad. I'm a dog. Listen, listen to the dog. I'm with her. I'm with her. Hashtag I'm with her. <laughs> yeah. What What was the dog's name? Whip. Whip. Oh, yeah, Whip. Yeah. Which, interesting. Whip got a real name. I don't know. If I'm, like, going through the Rolodex <laughs> of my friends in my brain, and I'm like, oh, I know a guy with a dog named Whip who was just in an injury, who loves caving, whose name starts with a B. <laughs> like, I got putting <laughs> these things together. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> the dog is spooked. And they kind of just keep working even though the dog's there and they have like a breakthrough yay we've succeeded and then they take another break and they come back with their buddy joe does joe come back right after does that sound well, about first right he gets his like body into it and then he's oh, like that's okay, right. now we're gonna back out uh and then they're like joe uh and he he got through and he got through to some some stuff before he went back and then they brought joe after that Oh, right, right. Okay. And Joe has a full name, not an initial for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they're still calling him Joe. I think Joe still gets quotation marks around it the first time, right? Like, it's not actually Joe. Okay. It could be any Joe. G.I. Oh, it's Joe Schmo. Joe Cool. Popular. Joe Cool. Yeah. 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 Popular Snoopy mascot. Joe Cool. (laughs) Joe Camel. Smoking some Um, cigarettes. He's too big. He can't fit in there. <laughs> he can't fit in there. He has to be really small. You're not going to get through so such and such tomb with those humps. Floyd. Floyd's, Floyd's tomb. tomb. Mm. Yeah. So in the beginning, they're like, we named it Floyd's tomb. Ha ha. Because of that guy who got stuck in a cave and he died there because he was stuck because it was so tiny. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> don't don't say that. It's like, do you remember? Uh, do you remember a couple of years ago, somebody was like, "Hey, we're making a new Titanic. Oh we're gonna God. make oh, yeah. we're gonna make a new boat and name it the Titanic." So and it's like, come on, come on, guys, just use your noodle. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So so Chelsea, yeah, you're right. So um, they they make progress. They get the hole a little wider. Uh, they take they go home. They don't bring the dog again. Whip never comes back. Whip is introduced to demonstrate the primordial terror lurking within the cave that humans ignore because humans traditionally idiots. And Um, then they go back and they totally pop that hole open. They got it wide enough that our, our wonderful Ted is able to get his head in and he describes in just long and graphic detail, how he goes into the hole with one arm up and one arm back. And he's shimmying through the, through the thing. And it sounds horrible. This was so stressful to me. I was like, so I listened to this because I am a busy bee and uh, I was listening to this like while driving down the freeway and 
at some point I realized, like I was hunched up over my steering wheel. Like I was grip, I was white knuckling the steering wheel. I was holding my breath while he was holding his, because he describes how he like exhales all of his breath to collapse his lungs enough to like squeeze through what is called the squeeze, like a few more inches before he breathes. And then he can't get a full, like a full lung full of air because there just isn't enough room. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I had goosebumps. I was like, gonna cry. Like, Oh, this was so was stressful. Yeah. And this isn't even the scary part. This is just no, caving. Wow. This is caves. <laughs> He's pushing through and, and literally at points just like pushing himself forward with his toes to yeah. inch forth. And then we get a little comedy. We get a little comedy break because B took a picture of his butt hanging out of the hole. So and he's funny. like, here's a picture of me of my best side hanging out of the hole. Thanks, B. That's yeah, funny. So he, <laughs> he sort of slides himself forward. He gets through Floyd's tomb. And he gets into this area where the cave opens up. And so we get this slow description of how he can get kind of to crawling. And then he's sort of like hunchbacked walking through. And then finally it opens up in this larger area. And he's in the area very briefly. But he sees uh, some some crystals and some interesting sort of stalactite and stalagmite growths. Mm -hmm. And he also sees a symbol scratched into the wall that he describes as like that Blair Witch project thing. Yeah. And uh and this symbol, if you if you cock your head completely 90 degrees, is the word high <laughs> for <What>? one thing. <laughs> I mean, oh, I it's like I it says high. That. Oh, let me let me continue. So it could be high or IH or it could not be that at all. There's not I I looked at the symbol all the ways that I could think of to try to f discern something from it. But it, I don't know that there's anything specific there. I'm now going, yeah, I was like, we're not, I think we're all going through it trying to, <laughs> I didn't look at it very, very much. When they said it was going to be like the Blair Witch, I was like, yeah, 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 the, that, that tracks. I didn't look yeah. at it very hard after that. Okay. So, but he also describes, he says that it's this image, which he, he couldn't get a picture of, but he did, he did draw it for us and it's on his website, but he said that the that the cave painting had this and then a bunch of humans with their hands raised mm -hmm. surrounding it. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch oh, of people spooky. like praying to it or cowering from it. Right. Yeah. And he also describes that there is a round rock, like a, like what we could assume is just a perfectly round boulder or stone that is in this open area too, which is odd because that doesn't normally happen. Large boulder, the size of a small boulder. You guys yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just more online than you guys are. That's I, no, I like it. I like <laughs> right, it. Okay, let's let's move on. <laughs> I'll keep my I'll keep my memes to myself. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a little anxious, but he's not really terrified at this point. He just he's ready to to check out. I think right. Is there is there a spook that happens here, really? No, but there remember. is a funny part here. I Actually, it made me angry. I shouted, uh, but it's funny looking at my notes. He Before he, he goes in through uh, into this first chamber, he, um, he and Brian agree. So, I don't know why I called him Brian. <gasps> you know who these people are. That's what Chelsea was alluding to at the beginning of the podcast. I'm Ted. It's me. It's me. I'm Ted. <laughs> <laughs> um before before ted goes in they agree so so b can't follow him b is like uh first he's got that injury but he's also just like wider than ted is mm -hmm. so so uh 
it's just Ted in there. And they agree that Ted can go, um, can go in there, but he can't go further than shouting distance. They have to be able to hear each other. And then the minute he's on the other side, he's like, I'm going to keep going. And B is like, that's cool. Just go half an hour and come back. (laughs) No, you guys made an agreement. And not to uh, try to push this documentary in, but the Nat Geo one about the guys who went through the caves, they did talk about the personalities and why they love doing stuff like that and being in an enclosed space. And it was really eye-opening. So I'm going to push you guys to watch that because it was super interesting. I find it completely terrifying and it makes me want to die, but they were like, this is the only place I feel happy. Wow. They hate everything about the world the only place that they're happy is like underwater in these tiny caves where they have to like let out their breaths to go through. It's a nightmare. We got to get them in therapy. I don't know. Yeah. I think they didn't get (laughs) hugged. Like they're just looking for hugs. Yeah, They're looking, they like, they need the birth canal, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but because of the fact that they adapted this way and that was their outlet, they were able to save uh, 20 boys. Mm-hmm. Well, good for the spoiler. <laughs> and Elon Musk didn't help at all. Piece of shit. Sorry. Yeah, he yeah. just called them pedophiles, right? He mm-hmm. called the main diver a pedophile. Yeah. Because he wanted to help. Yeah. Because he wouldn't use bad. his robot drones that weren't going to be practical for the situation. I was thinking about drones in this story, though. I was like, man, it would be nice. Like, send a lull. Yeah, that like would be a, nice. Like a lull like RC car with a GoPro in through here. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, let's not be squeezing until we know what's on the other side. Yep. <laughs> that is that, that it is better than fishing around with a sledgehammer with yeah. your free arm, yeah. which some of this, some of this feels like it defies individual body strength potential to be both small enough to go through that hole. And someone who's like, you're lifting a five pound sledgehammer with your free arm in a tiny space and using it to move, <laughs> To do fine motor functions to move rocks yeah. around, like mm. I don't know, but that's fine. Uh, not <laughs> everything maybe because it was so long. Like you can do tiny movements on this end, mm. and it's going to do bigger movements at the other end. Oh. I guess it depends too if he's hold if he's holding the heavy end. Totally different ball game. I'm imagining oh. holding the the handle end, which makes it a difficult proposition. But if you've got five pounds in your mitt and you're just wagging that stick around, mm. you're great. And maybe he found a fulcrum. Yeah. Simple machines. Simple machines. <laughs> Why are you going to complicate your machines, people? Keep it All right. simple. <laughs> All right, listeners, if you're a caver, please write in about the viability of this. <laughs> Ooh, there are like, uh, like rock climbers are super small and they keep their body weight down so they can carry their bodies, but they're also incredibly strong. That's true. That's a great Because point. they have to hold their bodies. So I wonder if it's something like that, where they're just, because he's a caver, he's super small, because he wants to be able to fit into the small places, but he's very strong because he, like, works yeah, his arms out. Solo, I don't know. listening to this, right in. Yeah. Alex like, Arnold? Are you yeah, that's him. saying the specific person? Okay. <laughs> a bunch of, like, ant people who are both oh, yeah. light and also can lift 10 times their own weight. That's mm-hmm. it. Ted's an aunt. We figured yeah. it out. <laughs> well, he's an uncle, technically, but <laughs> he says at the end of the story, folks. folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So he's. Uh, so then he comes back. He leaves. He leaves the cave. But when he's leaving, they notice that the the breeze is gone again, and he also hears that rock on rock. So scary. So scary. No, thank you. Can you imagine? You think that you're opening up a cave 
with nothing on the other side and you hear rock moving yeah no i'm out of there <laughs> no 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 <laughs> yeah no I, nothing look this this has the same horror problem that a lot of horror has which is things happen that should clue someone into the fact that this is not a good idea but he does have a line in in his journal that um i think sums it all up he says i now think it can be summed up with one word testosterone that's right yeah yeah "Yeah, boys are dumb we are yeah yeah i mean i'm disappointed honestly that he didn't also call out just like the basics of white supremacist patriarchal (laughs) behavior Because it's not just testosterone, people. To blame biology is to take away our agency. They are colonizing. They are colonizers. You know (laughs) what? This is just like the movie Alien, where you think you're rooting for the white crew, but then you're like, no, you know what? They came in to aliens, Mm -hmm, Miss Aliens domain, while she's just trying to have babies. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. She's just brooding. She's just brooding (laughs) out there. You've got all of space to explore and you got to land in her nest. No, you're rude. <laughs> I was gonna say, recently I did go on a, a really long hike up a mountain, which uh, I went with my brother and my partner and we got to a point and there was snow and we didn't have snowshoes and we didn't like, we just had hiking poles and it was not going well. Um, and I, at some point I was doing kind of okay. And then one of the guys was coming down the mountain and he was like, do you guys have snow spikes? And we were like, no. And he was like, why are you, what are you, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And then immediately when he said that my legs stopped working and I was like, we can't, I can't keep going. I'm going to die. This is, this is the end of me. And like there was snow over it and then it just dropped off. So like if we slipped, we just fell down a mountain. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's, we have to go back. We must go back. Going back is important. And then both both Ryan and my brother looked at me and they were like, but no, but the, but the top. And I was like, we don't know how far it is. Please don't kill me. <laughs> we turned around. Thank God. But oh. they both have like summit fever. So just like reading the story and I was like, oh my God, they have that fever and it's so bad and it's so gross. We ended up completing the hike recently uh, without my brother and there was no way in hell we would have made it to the top had we kept going. I would have fallen down a mountain. So good news, you guys. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. around when you hear the rock on rock. Turn around when you hear the rock on rock. Yeah, it's it's okay to trust your gut with things. If something's fishy, you don't have to override that and be like, no, I'm being stupid. Guess what? <laughs> Thousands of years of evolution are making right. your gut do that thing. We have instincts and we have the collective unconscious. Listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention. Also, like if a if a guy literally walks out and is like, what are you guys doing? You can listen to that guy. Yeah, he, was like, that guy. he was like, turn around. And I was like, ah. Ted and B leave. They're excited. They broke through. They're they're successful. And then they spend the next couple of weeks like just thinking about getting back in the cave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they recruit their friend Joe, who Joe is like Ted, but smaller, faster, stronger. Yep. And so yep. they uh, they're going to both go both Joe and Ted, and then Ted sort of, let's just say, contrivedly injures himself and can't go into the cave. <laughs> yeah, he whacks his head real good. Yeah, yeah, he gets a bump on the nog, and, uh, and he's got a little bloody scar, and he's like, no, I can't go in there. I can't go in. 
Uh, I don't oh, feel good. Oh, now you listen to your instincts. Now yeah, yeah. He's listening. like, I don't, I don't feel good enough to go into the evil cave right now. So maybe you should just go, friend, who's been introduced this act. And, and to s- be clear, they have not told Joe yeah. about any of the spooky shit. Yeah, they're like, yeah. come explore our cave. That mm-hmm. howls and and rumbles, and we heard a weird scream, and sometimes it sounds like rocks are moving on the other side. Go explore. <laughs> But also, what part of that is them being like, mm, I don't want he to, he to think I'm crazy. I don't want him to think I'm crazy. <laughs> it's testosterone again, because you it's don't want to, oh, I don't want to look like a beta in front of my buddy mm-hmm. Joe. Good point. Good point. Because yeah. Joe, better, faster, stronger, and more like Ted, cuck little baby the caver. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Joe goes into the cave. And and I mean, and here we go. We're in fast motion now because Joe just hauls fucking ass. And apparently Joe's all the way into that chamber with the with the round rock and the hieroglyph on the wall. And then and then uh, and then suddenly Joe's on his way back. He's scurrying on back. Yeah. And and they see Joe slide like come popping out of that hole. And Joe is ghostly white and scratched all the fuck. And he does not want to talk about it. He is. He's a real, he's (laughs) real alpha male. He's not talking about his feelings. No, no, no. He needs to go blog about it. (laughs) And they, and they tried to talk to him. They're like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, I don't want to. Let's just, we gotta, we're, we're leaving. He doesn't say, he didn't even say we're leaving as far as the text is concerned. He just (laughs) climbs on out. And so they climb out and then they get in the truck together and then they tell him all the stuff that they saw before and heard before as if that's going to make it better. Oh, hey, buddy, did you no. run into any of these nine things that were weird before? <laughs> like you can't Is tell that... him now. You've made your bed. Now yeah. we're not telling him. <laughs> Are you traumatized because of the stuff we withheld? Is that a is that a male thing that happens in relationships too? <laughs> yeah. And Joe is like, Joe is answering monosyllabically. He's saying no to everything. Did you hear a screaming? Mm-hmm. No. Did you see the stalactite? No. Did you hear the wind? No. Do you want to tell us what happened? No. <laughs> What's your name? N- no, Joe. Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you <Almost> got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they just drop him off and then he stops answering phone calls and nobody's seen him and he hasn't been going to work for two weeks. Yeah. And then he maybe yeah. gets fired? They put him on medical leave. Oh, that's right. They put him on. Mm. Yeah. So apparently stuff's like more progressive in the time of the story writing. There's medical leave. He probably works for a union. He probably has a union. There you go. Yeah. Caver's union, local 112. (laughs) Spelunkologists. This is their hobby. They probably work at a warehouse, right? Do they talk about their, what they do for jobs? Yeah, no, no, they don't. They never specify anything. They probably about work for DeWalt. Do. Oh, oh yeah. that explains it. That explains it. Low key, just <laughs> angling for a promotion. When people see my caver blog, I'm gonna yep. move up in the sales team. <laughs> I'm gonna do six pages on using DeWalt tools. I'm gonna get that promotion. I'm gonna get that raise. I'm gonna get that bonus. What, after like the fifth page, was he like, mm, people aren't reading this? There was a scream. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get we gotta, uh, we gotta up the ante a little bit here. <laughs> Joe's fucked. Joe's like fucked. they they destroyed Joe's life with yeah. with their uh, just with their withholding. Like they literally yeah. they white lied their way to a man who who's destroyed. And uh, but they're still like they still got to get in there. Yeah, they're yep. they're hooked 
on a cave feeling and they want to get inside. So uh, they go back. So he and B, they go back. They go back again. And this time, Ted's going in. He's going in there, but they brought a fancy caver phone that they got loaned from something from the Spelunkologist's local 112. Yeah. I do have a question about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do walkie-talkies not work in caves? Probably not. Walkie-talkies still exist, right? At that time. Yeah. You've got like dense rock wall, right? So it's because walkie-talkies work with a radio signal. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Two tin cans and a string. That's what I thought. Whenever exactly. they described it, I was tin cans <laughs> and a string. <laughs> that, and that is effectively what it is. So they just have like hundreds of meters, I guess, of of phone line. Yeah. And he's gonna pull this receiver end all the way into the cave, and he goes about. And we get the same. We get the same sort of arduous crawl. He's doing the thing. He's excited to go in. Ted gets on through. And he re- and he realizes pretty much right away, like, oh shoot, my batteries and my flashlight aren't that great. No, oh, I thought he bopped his head. Oh, oh, that's right. He did. He bopped his head again. He's a real yeah. head bopper. And his yeah. like flashlight was on his head, so he ended up crushing his flashlight and then hurting his back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because this that that was the other thing is that all, everything was going wrong as they were coming mm-hmm. in. Right? They kept stumbling and dropping things, but they kept going anyway. No. Listen to that. That is a sign. That right. is an omen. They yeah. said, like Don't. every time they tried to put in a, a line to to repel down or try to put in what's it called? The thing that you put into the wall. I don't know. Let me go. Oh, back to uh, a piton? Blog post. Is that what, is that what it is? But they Blog he was like, every time we put it in, we had to do it three or four times before it would catch. And I was like, that's pretty bad. You guys gotta get out of there. You've done this a thousand times and it's only gotten easier, and this time it's hard. No. That is yeah. the universe telling you, get the fuck out. But testosterone, Kelly. Oh, God, Test- shut up with your testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they go. So he's going in. All sorts of stuff's going wrong. He's bopping his head. He's mm-hmm. he's carrying a video camera as well because he's going to videotape this thing because all of his photos previously of all those things we described in the in the chamber mysteriously did not come out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He and the film the negative was like blank yeah blank negative so it's like unphotographable like an entire room is a vampire that you cannot see on film the world is a vampire (laughs) 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 yeah billy oh my god b do you think it was him (gasps) come to think of it it was the one photo of b looked a lot like him with a mustache that this this experience informed the song the world is a vampire oh my god because literally they're inside the world and it's trying to suck the life out of them i mean it's a little more on the nose than i thought but i like it i like it he's in the room he's in the chamber again and and he's just kind of hit with this really bad feeling like immediately Mm -hmm. like he's really doesn't feel good or safe about this and we're getting frantic in the way the journal is written which i think is an interesting and also questionable sort of choice i think he covers for it later by saying that it was like a therapeutic action to write about it but Mm -hmm. it's like that's a really nice way to cheat completely altering the narrative style for the benefit of the pace changing to make it spookier but uh, you know i'm uh, you know i'm getting in the weeds about construction (laughs) But, you know, I'm I'm to writing as Ted is to caving. I'm going to bore you about all of the details. 
the hieroglyph on the wall appears to be glowing and he's hearing that rock on rock situation again yeah the rock on rock is what like starts all of this right he hears it behind him and then he tries to spin around to to catch it and that's when he bops his head yeah 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 yeah. falls to his knees because he's so nervous and he like tries to break out his glow sticks and in one of the like many ways that this specific spelunking adventure has been cursed like one of his glow sticks is broken and he left Mm -hmm. his spare uh headlamp with b idiot bring your fucking headlamp um (laughs) yeah sorry go yeah so it's like it's glowing it's glowing the round rock has moved and now the round rock is on top of the cord to the phone that is his only connection to b and he can no longer communicate with b and that's also like hey wait that's not right rocks don't do that on their own something's no. in here yeah and that was that was so spooky like part of why i wanted to call out the rock moving is what like started this is because up until this point every time we've heard the rock moving it's been like on the other side of the wall on the mm-hmm. other side of the wall we hear the rock moving and this time he's in there and he hears it behind him so like now whatever is happening is behind him between him and B. Oh, so scary. And he's already established that in the dark, in something the dark. will have to touch you before you notice that it's there. Yeah. Yep. So there is something behind him that presumably can just rumble on up, but nothing grabs him. He kind of spins around frantically. He's hurting himself. He's aching. He's freaking out. He's cracking glow sticks. And one of the glow sticks he throws goes down a corridor that was behind the round rock. And it appears to be like, not not like a naturally carved thing, but a carefully manicured tunnel of sorts, a passageway Mm -hmm. that something probably lives in and moves through. And at this point, he loses his fucking shit and he turns around and he scampers out of there as fast as he possibly can. He realizes halfway through uh floyd's tomb that he has left the camera in that room um that's so the camera's gone leave it (laughs) yeah yeah i mean at this point what are you gonna do uh camera's gone and so he is just crawling through and we're getting gory detail you know he is like he is just letting this cave literally devour him as he goes out just letting it claw flesh off of him he is all scratched up but he describes that like the the scratch marks on him aren't cuts that bleed they just sort of ooze blood slowly so so he's in like a a kind of lasting excruciating pain that's also really like i mean that's like a showy kind of ow you know um and then he just goes he's head first in and he comes head first plopping out of that hole in front of b so not even in front of b so while he was in the in the squeeze he was like b it's coming like you have to get out so he like tells b to run and b is like don't gotta tell me twice so he's (laughs) out of there (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, he plops down alone and has to like catch up to b who's like halfway up the wall they have to scale to to get back out so he's so he's climbing after b but he starts to climb up the rope and then something's pulling on the rope something's pulling the rope back into the cave so scary and so he's like, okay, I got to just free climb up this wall because I'm not going with this rope. This is terrifying. Alex so <laughs> right in. <laughs> <laughs> so he free solos he free the rest solos. of this cave. 
so they they get out of the cave and um there's like a there's like multiple layers of climb that they have to do to get out and at each point the rope is being pulled but when they get out the rope is like secured to a tree like 20 yards away i think he said and they go over there and they're finally like finally they are able to cut the rope and it is so frantic like b is yeah. like oh yeah, like yeah yeah sawing at the rope and ted is like it probably only took three or four seconds but like you know it's right behind you like the rope is pulled so tight at this point you're like it's got to be right there and i so think they he pull said, it like, and the rope like whips past and yeah. then b like falls over stunned and that was like did he see it like did b see something i like the part where it's like time is a funny thing it felt like forever, but it probably only took a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. and then they oh, said when the rope word. pulled, it made a noise like yeah. a like because it was going so fast, it made a vibration sound. And I was like, Which means oh. whatever was on it was like heavy, right? Yeah. A rope, it must have been under so much tension to make that like hum. Yep. Ooh, what was it? <laughs> yeah, so creepy. They go home. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they, they're having a bad time. They're having a yeah. Joe-like bad time. Yep, they Joe it. They Joe it. And and Ted's like, hey, look, I can't work. I can't eat. I can't do anything. I don't want to go out at night, during the day, all the time in his house. He's seeing these weird shadows. He buys a gun. And he specifically says that he buys the gun from an ad in the newspaper to avoid having to wait on a permit. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, cool. Loopholes. Great. As long as they're still around. (laughs) But it's just it's clear that like he's in total decline. He's like he says he's losing weight because he can't Mm -hmm. eat. And he's like he started to hear things like shuffles and doors in his house. And then he started to see things. But like just out of the corner of his eye, like, did I see it? Did I not? And uh, um, how sleep deprived have you all been? (laughs) Have you experienced the sleep depth hallucinations? Not really. They're like, they're like this. I I've never gone like I've never had full on hallucinations, but I've had this that he's describing where you're like, mm. oh what's that? Oh it's nothing. Oh what's that? Oh it's not it's not anything. I swear I saw something, but it's it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> like and it's it's um it's so hard. Like you're already so sleep deprived, and then on top of that you're like being scared all the time (laughs) which keeps you from sleeping more yeah yeah it's stressful it's stressful i feel like i've had like auditory hallucinations when i don't sleep oh yeah. like i'll hear someone calling my name pretty often i'll be like no okay it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine (laughs) it's fine so yeah i try to get sleep is what i'm saying (laughs) here we go The, the the final entry in Ted's caving page is Ted explaining this horrible experience and then saying that he has to go back. They have to go back in the cave. They have to figure out what it is. He just freaks out and then he goes and Joe is just sitting there and he's like, we must go. Mm-hmm. And not even at the cave. Like, like Ted is compelled to drive to like the overlook above town to where you would, I assume it's make out point. I assume it's make out point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He is compelled to drive to make out point. And when he gets there, Joe is already there looking out over the city and they have like the tersest conversation ever recorded, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is we have to go back right tomorrow at noon. See you then. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're doing it. 
that's that's bonkers that's fun yeah. that's a fun I thought fun that was story. the scariest part to me when they both just were like we have to and I was like no 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 <laughs> that means you don't that means the opposite yeah if yeah. both of you are being pulled there it's not good it's, it's not, not good. good they got thrall on them from the cave mm-hmm. from the cave yeah. beast whatever the, whatever the thing in the cave was heavy uh, well, I meant that literally, like gravity-wise, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> also heavy emotionally. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Heavy. <laughs> yeah, like what uh, Marty McFly always says. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, Doc's yeah. like, yeah. "What? What are you talking about, Marty? Something wrong with the Earth's gravitational field and the future?" <laughs> <laughs> Zing! So then they go and they 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 go to B's house. And B looks pretty okay, actually. But then he suddenly is like not happy. He's real droopy when he sees Ted. And he's like, okay, we're let's go. We're gonna go, we're gonna go in. B B agrees to go. And Ted realizes that B has been keeping hit like B has been mm-hmm. keeping his lights on at night, same as mm-hmm. Ted has been, and presumably same as Joe yeah, has been. True. And like B didn't even go into the deep part. It's true. Ah. Poor B. Or be so then uh it's suicide note like it reads in its composition like no it reads like a suicide note he's like sis take care of those nieces for me like whoa yeah happened he's like i gotta go do this thanks for everybody who's reached out to me and who cares about me i i'm sorry that i haven't been able to get back to you but we got to go into this cave. You're going to think that I'm stupid for this. I know people have already told me not to do it. He talks about this subconscious desire to conquer our own little Everest. And he says, as B is fond of saying, caving is the last opportunity for exploration for the person with modest means. I thought that was a nice. I was like, man, yeah, broke people probably. That's all we get. <laughs> I don't know, man. Read a I just watched a YouTube video of someone taking a cruise to like the North Pole. And I had never been angrier. <laughs> Family and friends, be at peace. I will conquer this cave. Then I will return and update this website immediately. I'll include photos we take in the cave today. And if you stop by the house, I will show you the video I will have. I expect to be home later tonight or tomorrow at the latest. See all of you soon with lots of answers. Love, Ted. And then we have a big, beautiful next button to go to the next blog. I loved this. I loved oh, this. Right. <laughs> and you click on it and it doesn't go forward. You it just redirects you to the same page. Keep going to this same note saying goodbye, which tells you everything you need to know. It is a beautiful ending to yeah. a piece of horror fiction. Oh, good. That just leaves it like, oh, cool. They're all dead. <laughs> like, yep. uh, or at oh, least good. Ted's dead. Maybe. B made it out, but nobody's updating Ted's website, so we'll never know what happened. I, you know, I was like, yeah, maybe they're dead, but then I also was like, or maybe they found, like, something totally cool and they're, like, living in an alternate dimension now? (laughs) They could, they could be the people in the, in the hieroglyph praising whatever lives in the cave. Like, maybe they have become uh, uh, worshippers of that deity. Yeah, maybe it's them. Not to throw it back to Nat Geo. I'm not going to go back to the documentary. <laughs> but there was like a photographer who went out to photograph like a cannibalistic. Like they said it was a tribe that was ca- a tribe of cannibals. And then like they were like, this is the last photo of him ever taken. And it was him with the tribe. And everyone just assumed he was eaten. 
but I think years down the line, somebody was photographing them from far away and he was rowing one of the boats. Oh, nice. And he no, became so he part of the there. tribe. He yeah. Like, Cause he was like, fuck it. I don't want to do this uh, society like, thing anymore. Like the, they, they figured out life in a better way. And I have, I'm going to do this. But I was like, oh, that's nice that it's like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they gave in. Maybe it was totally worth it. I don't know. Yeah. Your story has me second guessing my optimism because th- you just told me a story of a, of a man who voluntarily became a cannibal. Well, okay. So they, I don't know, propaganda, bro. Um, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah, they're not really not that bad. This is, this was, well, no, I'm assuming like whenever they talk about cannibalism, it's like not a common thing and it's done in ritual and in specific instances for certain things. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being like cannibalism is cool guys. What I'm saying is there's a chance that they, A, might not even be cannibals and we're oh, just yeah. terrible people. No, it's but it's a funny bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like the funny bone, which I assume they ate. Um, uh, yeah, 21 <laughs> years ago, this came out. 21 years ago. That's crazy. And it still holds it's up. Awesome. Yeah, so it's, good. It's not, it's not like the most elegant writing you've ever read, but it does exactly what it needs to do. It's, I mean, I think this is very thoughtfully put together. Like someone, someone did, someone has a, a flair for theater yes. in the way that they put the pages together, the photos that they chose to take and include. And, uh, and, and especially like the, the one hole I have is that the whole caveat at the front sort of feels weird to me. Like the caveat mm. at the front feels a little too intentional to set up the fact that something creepy is going to happen. Oh, Okay. I, that's but so, funny. so they I kept didn't it chill. Think about that because I was like, "Yeah, I'm reading creepy pasta. Let's get creepy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but this predates creepy pasta. Yeah, so I wonder, like, if when people read it, if they were captivated oh. or if they were like, "Oh, this, that's corny." Like, were people? I, I, I like to think that people were not so jaded. Like these people who started reading it in 2004, I would love to get there. <laughs> I would love to get their input. Like, were they? Did that pull them out of it? I wonder. I mean, I I doubt it because I didn't even think about it until you know much later today. Even as I was kind of reprocessing everything, because I listened to a little bit of the podcast version of it that that you recommended, Kelly. Also, not so I got like that you <laughs> shared. It's not great, oh, okay. and I listened to it at one and a quarter listen. speed because or one and a half speed because it was very yeah. slow. It was so <laughs> slow. Yeah, I listened at one and a quarter. Um, it uh i do want to hear your thoughts on comparing contrasting because i didn't i didn't read any purely because i did not have time like yeah, yeah. i would have loved I, to have read this yeah and just didn't have time so i i thankfully found the audio so i could like zip through it um but that did mean that i like wasn't getting the images in line like i i listened to it and then had to come back and and i think uh especially the like diagram of the birth canal Hi. part oh yeah oh yeah was mm-hmm. like was very to... helpful to see mm-hmm. um so what were your what was your experience with like compare contrast the two for me Re- reading it's way better i mean I, I i think that one because of the format that it's in and the and the nature of it it's designed yeah. to be a website about this thing so to read it aloud and especially that podcast applies mood music and yeah, foley I did not love that. I did and not love that. 
And there's like the person reading it is sort of acting a little bit when they do it, which mm-hmm. takes away from the way a jur- like a journal isn't written in like, oh, my God, I'm scared. A journal is written in like <laughs> I hit my head. And, yeah. you know, I, I think there's there's something that's scarier about the fact that this is delivered as matter of fact, historical account. That's oh, the whole yeah. reason it's scary yeah. is that the yeah. idea here is nobody's lying to me. And this isn't even a this isn't even drama. This isn't even fiction. This is I'm just trying to understand why like what a person went through and I, just to get back to my my point before like the reason why the beginning doesn't work for me is because after reading the ending where it's mm-hmm. a very clear like everybody i love who reads this this kind of smallish audience of people but we have this page at the beginning that implies somehow that he anticipates it being available to a wider audience of people and so it's like, I'm going to protect all these people and I'm not going to tell you where this is. And it's sort of like, well, that you wouldn't do that. Like, especially if you're so, like, I have a hard time believing that post monster incident, Ted has the wherewithal to be both so depressed that he can't eat, but to also be like, you know, I probably really need to put up like a disclaimer on my website <laughs> about this cave because I don't want anybody to accidentally go in here. Like that feels false to me. Yeah. And uh, but that's like the only flaw with the whole thing yeah huh yeah oh, i loved yeah. this i loved this and like maybe i should get further into reading horror because watching movies i don't i don't get scared i don't get scared like i i i like watching horror movies um you know we've got that whole horror movie podcast <laughs> I, like I was it. like it's bad if you don't yeah, yeah it's over i hate it chelsea it's this this is chelsea look we started <laughs> debut buddies as an intervention oh, to let you know uh <laughs> yeah, never show the monsters over no i still love it but i don't i don't get scared i don't like get elevated heart rate i don't like mm, i'm not like valid. nervous and maybe maybe I'm watching them wrong. Maybe I need to like leave my phone in the other room and turn off all the lights and like wear headphones or something and like really immerse myself. Um, but I don't know, listening to this, even with the, the sound design that I didn't love, I didn't mind the, the voice acting so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the, I didn't, I did not care for the Foley. Um, uh, but even, I don't know, I like got scared. I had physiological reactions to this, which never happens for me watching movies. So like, I don't know, I think that I've written off, there are a lot of uh, horror podcasts that I have just written off as like, eh, I don't think I'd like that. But listening to this has me second guessing that maybe I should do that more. Maybe I should find more written horror. Like maybe, you know what? I'm in my creepypasta era era y'all. Like there is a creepypasta podcast that is called creepypasta itself. Oh, <laughs> I've never listened to it. So I'm not, I'm not, I wonder if it. it was, I wonder if it was this one, this was called creepy, but every oh, episode is them reading a creepypasta. Oh, maybe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good I, was say, I did hear a really good spooked podcast on my drive back from a hike yesterday. It was like the second one and it was on an island near me, oh. but it was about a woman who drove a semi truck and she told her story and I really did. And spooked is fun because those are true stories. Yes. And there's like also radio rental. I listen to that too. I'm just going to throw out a bunch of scary stories. Yeah. Go listen to I those listen to shows. Scary story. I li- there- <laughs> Stop listening to us. Yeah. Just kidding. Please only listen to us. <laughs> you know what? Go but it's, it's October. a four, but give us a five. 
Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. But it's it's October, so I'm always gonna be pro any scary story. I did want to talk about different formats. Did you guys watch the movie? No, did of, you? Of Ted the Caver? I did. Yeah, there's a Ted I the did. Caver. I How did. Do you want to know it? where it was shot? Uh, in the cave from the Empty Man. In where? Arkansas. Oh. Do you want to know where in Arkansas? Devil's Den? Uh, no, very close, though. Knob Hill, where parts of it are. I don't know where all of it is, but part of it might be in Devil's Den. I think Whoa. it's on somebody's property. But Whoa. it was shot right next to where Kelly and I existed for the the, where we became friends and existed. Have we been there? Is that where I probably Matt broke both his legs free soloing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> But I did watch, I didn't watch it all the way through. I did watch, it's a for free on Tubi if you guys want to check it out. Um, at first I was like, this movie is terrible because they're this, the last scene, I just want to watch the scene where Ted goes to the cave and shit starts to go down. <laughs> and it did not, it did not go well. And they had weird music playing in the background and it seemed like a music video and he threw up in the tiny little squishy hole where he's trying to get out. And I was like, don't oh, throw up while you're squishing smell. out. Oh, no. It was very uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, this is so bad. There was a scene where he was like having weird flashes of someone attacking him. And I thought those were well done. So uh, I don't know if I would say watch the movie because I watched it in pieces. But at the end, I was like, as I was scrolling through, he was wearing like an Arkansas baseball shirt. And I was like, bullshit. And then I had to go through pieces. No, it just said Arkansas baseball and I had a razor back. So it was college baseball. (laughs) Anywho. um, And then he... Like I went through scene by scene that was in the city or in a, and I was like, that house is familiar, which it, it, it was very weird. And I like went street by street trying to find the house. Cause I was like, I've seen the outside of that house before oh I've driven God. by the outside of that house. They have a gas station and it has a sign that says Knob Hill gas station, which is right outside or right near the area that I dispatched for. So I oh. would have known the area in which they had shot the movie. And it came out in 2013 when I was dispatching. So Whoa. I was like super weird. That was the connection that I had. How fucking weird is it that that movie oh. was shot in our backyard? You know, I did see that the movie was premiered at festivals. One of which Rock. was in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the fuck? That why? Yeah. yeah okay. That's why. <laughs> super weird. Yeah. Is so it a, I it's a feature length movie? Yes. Yeah, it's wow. a cool yeah. thing. It's not once again for free on Tubi. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of trying to put together how you would stretch this into an hour and a half long. Oh, okay. Film. So what happens it's is sixty minutes. They're of, brought. Of- Brad and Ted are brought together because of their father's death because he went splunking in a cave. Wait, so and they're brothers? They, yes, and then they both go to the cave to where he uh, died. Yes, to try oh. to figure out what happened because they wanted to reconnect because they were estranged. Man, I guess I watched more of this movie than I expected. No, um, okay, they were estranged you. because I think Brad ended up marrying Ted's girlfriend. What a <gasps> bastard. Am I right? Um, but then they were like, we got to work this out, man. Let's work it out in the cave. And then at some oh, point, Ted and Brad out. get into a fight. Ted goes through the hole. Ted vomits on the way back out from the hole. Mm-hmm. And then when they get home, he, they're at a bus stop for some reason. I didn't uh, catch the scenes in between it. Um, but a family gets murdered Whoa. somehow that has to do Whoa, with the cave. They let loose so, a serial killer. Yeah, an entire family died. And they were like, we have to go back and we have to stop it. And then the last part, there was like a lot of red flashing and kind of a waterfall. And then I stopped watching the movie before the final part to conclude it. Oh, that's bad. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, hey, we didn't spoil anything. So So do they save everyone? Do they not? I don't know. Let's go watch it. Maybe. I don't know if we should. That's, That's wild. So you can consume this in three different formats. You can consume it in podcast form. You can consume mm-hmm. it in angel fire form yep. or you can consume it in 2B form. And then whichever one you choose, you uh, have to also consume it in this podcast form. Yeah, mostly this one. Your, 100% this one. your after show. I'm hoping this is the end and you have already consumed it in some form. <laughs> you you belong to us now. <laughs> this is the cave that you've fallen into from which <laughs> you will never return. Monster. <laughs> You guys want to do the mouth guard report? Yeah. Yeah. The mouth guard report. Open wide. I don't have anything to report. My teeth are the same. I'm still not good. No. I'm not good. I'm not in a good. I'm not in a, in a good place. I. Oh no. I have two sets of retainers. One of which is a mouth guard. And the mouth guard isn't tight Guardy. enough. So it's not oh. like straightening my teeth back up after my like California fiasco where I just didn't wear them for 10 days. Um, so I've been trying to wear my like my the last trays of my retainer from actually straightening them. And I have chewed them to smithereens. Can They're you layer? Like oh, no. Oh, can I layer? Huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now there's a thought. Okay. I will update you I'm a in two weeks about my layer situation. <laughs> I'm excited. I love it. I, I don't have anything either. That was the mouth guard report. The mouth guard report. Open wide. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time to play your favorite game and mine, but mostly mine. Okay. Let's play. I see what you did there. Yay. For I see what you did there this week, I have combinations of creepy things and pasta things oh no okay Okay. no i used up all my creepy creepy pastas at the beginning when i said spooky spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) okay all right okay (laughs) um uh, kelly you're gonna go first okay okay number one mice rats and roaches found their way into a batch of thin noodles Popular in Italian and Southeast Asian dishes. <sighs> Mice, rats, and roaches. Uh, oh no, Chelsea has it. Chelsea's Chelsea making a Chelsea's making a very happy face. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I really, oh, I, no. I, I, I might, it feels like I might have to make a work. gif of that. <laughs> Because it seemed like Chelsea like like, emerged from her desk just like (laughs) (laughs) she was like a little ray of sunshine. (laughs) You know how how sometimes people will describe people as beaming, and you're like, I guess I know what that means. I now know what it means. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, uh, 
I'm like rodent lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Rodentini is a pretty good guess. It's a pretty good guess. It's it's not what I'm going for. It's not what I'm going for. Well, uh, then I would say that your question was wrongly asked. That's that's good. (laughs) This is a very this is a very contemporary defense. I'm just getting combative during. I (laughs) see what you did there. Okay. Um. Uh. Uh. Gross. Aroni. <laughs> um uh, uh 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 nope that's it that's all i've got i can't even think of another pasta shape uh yuck guini <laughs> <Yuck weenie. laughs> like all of okay. these this over is to great chelsea what have you got so i don't know is it vermin chelly I was going with vermint, ver- vermin, vermin, like vermin. verminicelli. Okay. Yeah, so vermicelli is the really thin spaghetti noodles and vermin. So verminicelli. You see what well, I did yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I'm going to go with varmint, though, because we are from Arkansas, as previously established. Yeah, but look, varmint works. I'll take varmint. I'll take varmint. <laughs> You know, Chelsea mine gets the point. Equally good. Mine were yeah, no, equally you're good, great. and I did three of them. So like... yeah, it's it's not about quality so much as cool. the answer. <laughs> that's fine. I'm gonna be the listener's favorite, and that's where it really matters to me. It's true. So... It's true. It's, yeah. When the uh, when the votes come in, when we post the 800 number at the end of the podcast, and people vote for the best host of the show. Yeah, one of us is gonna get voted off. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Okay, Chelsea, number two. All right. You'd wear this accessory to stab someone after finding out their favorite scary movie, but it's covered with orange dairy flavored powder because someone didn't read the crafting directions on the box. Hmm. Oh, is this a a dumb one? Do I have it? (laughs) You might. I mean, it, 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 it I, I don't know, but I love, I love your enthusiasm. This is what I, this is what I'm doing here. I, I have something. All right. We got to, uh, Chelsea's got to. I think that, bum, bum, bum. I think that Kelly might have it because mine's knife cheese, which sounds no, that's wrong. Great. No, that's, knife that was, cheese. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong. Uh, I, I like that, that as a show of its too. own. It's definitely hook, something with craft. Hook craft? No. Knife craft? No. I've got nothing. Kelly. Kelly, you got it. Kelly, what do you got? Is it mask aroni? Or yeah. alternately ghost mask aroni? Ghost face mask aroni. Yeah. Face mm. uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. I saw the stab that you did. I saw what you did there with stab. Yeah. yeah no, you did. I, I, I didn't. no, I'm going to be honest. I don't always see what you did there, like at the top. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but we see it now. Life. We see it now. We talked about my love of macaroni and cheese earlier today. We did. So, so it's really disappointing that you didn't get this one. Fucking sad, man. Uh, you probably need to eat more of it. Uh, deal. Uh, get- <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. My bathroom has boxes of macaroni in it. Second bathroom. We don't use the second bathroom. 
it's your pantry you're treating it like a pantry yeah it's it's your 70s style powder room where you just go in and snort a bunch of yeah just a bunch of crap powder a bunch of powder <laughs> yeah okay i got some great ideas let's paint the kitchen hey you know what i just want you to be safe make sure that you're using fentanyl strips to test that okay <laughs> the strip turned orange know. what does that mean <laughs> can i see the gauge again <laughs> Okay, number three, Kelly. Yeah. The director of Night of the Living Dead and its twisty social commentary embraces a pasta often found in salads that's anything but boring. Hmm. You said boring like it's a real clue. Is that part of the pun? <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... I mean, it, it. yeah, it is. It, it, look, what is boring? So we're, but we're talking like boring into the earth. Hey. Okay. You see what I did there. Okay. All right. Okay. So you need that director um, of Night of the Living Dead. Who directed Night of the Living Dead, Kelly? That is a great question that I <laughs> respect. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this show number one is about respect. It's got to be like, it's got to be one of the big dogs. Is it? Uh, it's not Wes Craven. It's not is Wes it, Craven. It's not Vincent Price. It's not Vincent it's, Price. Um, it's not in my brain. Uh, I know that when one of you says it, I'm going to be like, that's right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, this person also Austin? collaborated on Creep Show. Does that, does yeah. that lead you anywhere? Creep yeah. Show? Um, Day of the Dead? Chelsea, what do you have? Chelsea, you got anything? Do you know there? the pasta? Please tell me the pasta. For fuck's sake, tell me the pasta. <laughs> I I don't really know the pasta. It's a pasta a, that's commonly found in salads. I yeah, keep it's saying like, it's that, the but little, there are so many that are spiral found guy. In... Is that a rotini? <gasps> Can I say it? Yeah, do it. But then we get 0.5.5 because she gave me a rotini. I love yeah, that. Yeah. We're, we're, we're haggling with Nate. <laughs> Romero rotini. Romero rotini. Yeah, George A. Romero tini. George okay. A. Romero directed okay. Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Yeah, he did. That's right. And Rotini <laughs> is a pasta that's anything but boring. Okay. Well, I All thought right. it was bow tie. Every time I look at pictures, it's like bow tie and pasta salad. Oh. I don't oh, put farfalle in, uh, in, in that. Yeah, I don't make pasta salad, so that's my bad. It's number four, Chelsea. A 2019 internet hoax. So, so supposedly involving this creepy bird-like woman tricking kids <laughs> into self-harm and suicide yeah is now playing a pool set blind tag game based on a pasta explorer i uh was so excited at the top because i was like i know the meme <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i know the second one great but you know the meme yeah are we about to collab again okay <laughs> you can collab <laughs> Okay. Cool set blind tag game. That's what yeah. you said? Uh -huh. Okay, I have the second part. Do you want to on a pasta explorer? Oh. A pasta explorer. Mm -hmm. I don't know what any of these words mean. Okay, I have I what is the first one? It's it's Momo, right? Momo. Yeah, Momo is correct. Momo, yeah. Momo that weird. <sighs> the bird face lady. Is it gonna be Momo? Yeah. Oh, I know Momo. Yeah. Is it Momo Polo? It is Momo Polo. Momo. So Polo. 0.5.5. We tied. Yeah. <laughs> Polo's a pasta? Well, Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. 
Marco Polo, Polo is an explorer who famously discovered pasta by going to China. Oh, and he that's discovered why, pasta. That's why that the Italians the have pasta. Yeah, okay. pasta explorer. Okay. Gotcha. So if I, I say Momo, you say Polo. And then uh, yeah. eventually <laughs> you murdered me, I guess. That sounds right. No, we yeah. coax you into killing yourself. Great. Momo. Polo. Polo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You see what I did there. Yeah. So uh, do we have any any final thoughts on Ted the Caver? Y'all go read this one. This is so yeah. fun. This was so fun. And um, send me your favorite creepy pastas and yeah. creepy stuff to read because I think I'm going to get really into it. Um, you can send us that on Twitter at Debut Buddies or just just send it to me at Kelly Attaway. <laughs> please, please send it to at Debut Buddies because I want to yeah. see it too. Debut Buddies, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I want to I want to so get Kelly, back into get reading some of these. I was going to say, Kelly, if you get it personally, okay. share it with a group. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the final thing I want to say is whenever we first started talking about doing this one, I thought it said Ted the Carver before I read Caver because I don't read things correctly sometimes. It's well, fine. But well, then I got the that sounds part. scarier. And if you guys want to collab on creating the story of Ted the Carver, because I feel like that's going to be terrifying. Yeah, let's do we another. Out. Let's do another, the Carver. Let's build another like episodic creepy pasta. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Ted Next carved October, his friend we'll B it. out of a larger guy named Brad. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna take your rad off, Brad. I'm Ted the Carver. <laughs> oh, we're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got to get all the bad ideas out up front, and then there the good are ones no flow. Bad ideas, you got to get yeah. them all out. <laughs> you gotta get them out but yeah, you gotta yeah. get them out yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i third this everybody has to read this it's cool mm-hmm. and it's cool that it still exists it is nostalgic yeah. as fuck and and it is there's it i don't know like we've told you a lot of what happens but the experience of reading it is really valid and interesting for sure yeah go read it I read the Wikipedia (laughs) prior to reading the story. So like I knew what happened, but after reading the story, I was like, I was so enthralled and I like, I had like my blanket and I was like cozied up. I think Nate described it last time as uh, when he was Sebastian in the never ending story. Yeah. That's what I felt like. I was just like, like sitting in the dark, reading it with the screen, just like making illuminating my face as I'm scrolling through the story. Yeah. Yeah. I was so compelled. I was so compelled. Loved it. So I have one more thing to talk about, which is uh, Ted in in one of the later journal entries mentions that they could possibly have confronted a creature in Amer- in folklore that mm. could have been in the cave called a hodag, yeah. H-O-D-A-G. And there happens to be an entry on Wikipedia about hodag because they are an American folklore critter um, that resembles a bullhorned carnivore with a row of thick curved spines down its back. Um, the hodag is said to be born from the ashes of cremated oxen as oh, the incarnation of the accumulated abuse the animals have suffered at the hands of their master. Whoa. Jeez. And this shit appears prominently in early Paul Bunyan stories. So 
Um, I'm familiar with Paul Bunyan from the perspective of a, a handsome cartoon woodsman with an adorable giant blue big, ox, big not ox. Yeah. a man <laughs> dealing with the animal abuse of the 17 and 1800s. But apparently oh. it's in there. Uh, oh. So <laughs> it, they, 1893 newspapers reported the discovery of a hodag in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Whoa. Uh, the article claimed that it had the head of a frog, the grinning face of a giant elephant, thick, short legs set off by huge claws, the back of a dinosaur, and a long tail with spears on the end. That's a description. It <laughs> certainly is. A, uh, somebody certainly had ideas for parts of things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where, so, was, uh, where was that? Um, where was Barnum and or Bailey at this time? Right. <laughs> so the the reports were instigated by well-known Wisconsin land surveyor, timber cruiser and prankster Uh-oh. Eugene Shepard, who founded up a group of local people to capture the animal. The group reported that they needed to use dynamite to kill the beast. That sounds pretty extreme, but also kind of fun. And uh, and there's a and there's a picture of it on there's a picture of this situation on Wikipedia. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna share screen with you all real quick just so you can see. Uh, this is as resolute oh as wow. this goes, but wow. you can see the hodag in the center. Wow, I love clearly not we, very big. That was a lot smaller than I thought it'd be. <laughs> I love that we are having so much fun with this picture. This is like let's do a silly one. This yeah. like we did a silly one. <laughs> like, well, and they're like we have to. They had to kill this with dynamite. <laughs> like they're so all surrounding this... it, and it's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, that was my was going to be my question. Is this pre or post the killing with the dynamite? Because because <laughs> it looks like the situation is in well in hand. You know, <laughs> you know, back back in the day, dynamite was a lot gentler than it yeah, is it now. Tiny, you know, yeah. and and people were tougher. So if you blew up, like you know, you just got you a little soot on it. you, <laughs> and you had to move sense. your beak back into place and turn it around. But you were fine. Oh, that was um. Cute. So I yeah, so big hoax around that. that. I wasn't say in the the actual cave. I think that they said they found it in Utah. Yeah, the same cave that they actually explored in was oh. like the interstate cave mm-hmm. um, under an interstate in Utah. That's why they heard the the trucks go by, or why they attributed those oh to the trucks. Yeah, the trucks going. I was just looking into it, and there's not really any other listings for hodags otherwise. So I was like, okay, so th- somebody looked up this or had heard of this monster when they wrote this story. So, so what do you guys think it was? I want to go five Debs. They didn't show the monster. Yeah, right. yeah. I also five Debs. I don't know. Maybe I'm being more lenient. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe throughout this podcast, I've gotten more. I've just, I'm just like, I love everything. Everything's good. <laughs> Like, because now I'm regretting our first episode where we talked about the podcast and I was like, maybe that's five tabs. I don't know. I don't know what my scale is. I loved reading this. I just loved it. And it's October right now when you're listening to this. It sure is. It's almost Halloween, people. So it's, yeah. So you're just, you're feeling the spook and it is just leaves changed. It smells nice. Feeling, feeling the hodog. Boopy. Hodag. Can't pumpkin spice hodag just <laughs> sitting in your <laughs> yeah i mean of all the creepypastas i've read oh this is the best 
Yeah, this is one I one of the top. I would say, yeah, for sure. This is like care, this is so carefully orchestrated. It really is yeah. like it, it's it's a quality exercise in how to tell this story in this format, yeah. and to do it in like two thousand two thousand one when this would have been like whoa amazing, and it's still whoa yeah. amazing because you used website linking in the most effective way possible with the least amount of flourish. Yeah, it's like it's so straightforward. It's so obvious looking at it but like yeah. i never would have thought to do this this is a this is incredible yeah i'll make a website and uh and it'll end and when it ends my next button will redirect to the same page oh, that's so oh, good oh chef's kiss to give you that <laughs> sense of dread sweet so sweet good. dread <laughs> i think i think the problem oh. with the deb with the five deb scale is that we're we're looking at different things every time like if mm. we were comparing it would be one thing to compare all horror movies the way the way the two of you do uh, on your show or to compare all books or all records. But we're yeah. comparing like across genres and and also firsts of of kinds, yeah, which is right, weird yeah. because be some people then. stumble out of the gate and some mm. people are just fucking alert, head on a swivel, ready to get hodagged, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I rated this one five dabs based on vibes this was a vibrating for me like yeah i do think that this is some of the best the the best creepypasta <laughs> it's it, it's definitely like i don't know it made me curious if very early creepypasta was more like this where it was like more carefully crafted storytelling because i know creepypasta from like i don't know college on which was still mm -hmm. you know 10 years after this who so, was phone who was phone <laughs> so like i know dumb creepypasta <laughs> um and like creepypasta has also gotten like erotic what and this with the virgin hole you'd think oh. would be yeah it was right there <laughs> but they're totally like they're just they're just dudes being dudes having time Bros I get weird about yeah. it. Yeah. Testosterone. Yeah, I, I thought this was great. I thought this was great. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, we, we've kind of said it, but I mean, even just the, the details of including the photos that are included mm -hmm. that are so mundane, but also like, Hey, I'm actually tracking, making this hole bigger. And here are the photos of this hole getting bigger. And here's a picture mm -hmm. of the dog looking kind of off put, but nothing Yeah, like a, a person with less, patience and sort of confidence in what they were trying to do mm -hmm. would make this creepier right away and would hit creepy over the head. And this doesn't do that. This sort of just lets you ease into the boredom, ease mm -hmm. into the normalcy of it. And then it, and, and then honestly, like what's creepier than not knowing and not getting exactly what you want. I, I looked at like the wiki for this and one of the person's question was like, well, I wish I knew what the monster was. And it's like, no, no. that's not the point. No, like, you never want to know. It's, you never want to know. It's better because, yeah, what? If you find out like, oh, it was it was an Esquilax, a, a horse with the body of a rabbit. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, great. Cool. It was a it was a giant cave rabbit that ate them. Big fun. Or, or it was uh, the Blair Witch prequel. <laughs> like, who? No, no, thanks. So, yeah, no. I would uh, I would I would also give this five dabs. Is this our first perfect five deb? Yeah, yeah, I think nice. it is. Five across the board Hell yeah. for Ted the Caver. I think that I read that 
like we can find his last name. Somebody with a last name named Ted came forward and was like, I wrote the story. It's, it's not real, but it was based off of another guy's story that was real. He just added in supernatural elements and took his pictures. Oh, I read something else. Oh shit. Tell me everything. I'm so excited. I guess I read something closer to the hoax. No. Okay. So I read that, um, that Ted, uh, had, had done this, had like gone into the cave and like maybe some spooky stuff happened, but not like, Mm -hmm. not like the last couple entries. And, uh, then he wrote this. And then a few years later, some gal wrote essentially the same story about the same cave. And everybody was like, Oh, Ted stole from her. And he was like, no, look at my website from 2001. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but I didn't read very um, thoroughly. So that could be wrong. So Ted, if you're listening, tweet us. (laughs) Yeah, Ted, write in. (laughs) Oh, this was fun. This was a good one. Yeah, this was great. so much fun. This was real good. We'll we'll do do something for the next one. Oh, that's right. We got to. We always you know? decide on the fly. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Garfield? I want to do the Garfield. Oh, yeah, you want to do the first Garfield? Garfield? Yeah, I feel like Garfield Great. feels like November because it's orange, and November is orange. <laughs> Great. You know, I want a hundred. Is that not agree. real? Right? There's a lot of eating. No, yeah, and there's right. orange, you're and right. that's November. Eating when and you're orange, right, you're November. Right. <laughs> so, I like the first Garfield strip. I want to do that. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Is Great. That- is that fair, Nate? Do you do you feel good about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. The first Garfield is right here. Listeners, next episode, we're going to be talking about the very first Garfield comic strip. You know Garfield. He hates Mondays, loves lasagna, doesn't really care for Odie. This comic strip <laughs> is from 1978. Whoa. That's wow. so long ago. Do you know can how you many imagine? serial killers were active that year? <gasps> we can talk about that. So, buddies, catch us next time for uh, this Garfield episode. Plugs! This is October. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to tell you guys about a uh, podcast. Um, but, Kelly, you plug some stuff first before I Oh, sure. Okay, that. so, oh, oh, God, I just remembered I had a whole bit to do about the cave and my Wheel of Time podcast. But uh, what's done is done we can't go back so um uh yeah you can find me and chelsea both on our horror movie podcast called never show the monster so if you liked this if you liked getting spooky come join us over there uh you can find us on twitter at no show monster if you want to see uh what we're up to but in october every week when we release our episode we will be covering a halloween special of a tv show i think that we are starting with boy meets world and then we're gonna do a specific bob's burgers episode and um maybe a rugrats episode and we're gonna <gasps> do it through your lens of um oh, uh, pasta. no <laughs> so, so we'll see we'll see what happens there you can find us there i've got a wheel of time podcast that is currently on hiatus but we will be back soon that is called 13th depository and we are currently reading the great hunt which is the second book of the wheel of time uh you don't you don't necessarily have to read the books before you join the podcast but we will spoil stuff for you so i sure don't read the books but i listen <laughs> thanks nate hell yeah you can uh, you can also check out the science fiction books that I publish at readspaceboy.com. That's Spaceboy Books. And I have a book out now yes. called One Person Can't Make a Difference. It is a cyberpunk conspiracy noir thriller 
And if you're into those words, if those keywords really get you, get your algorithm itching, you should order it. It's on Amazon. It's on Bookshop. It's at Barnes and Noble. It's at all the places. So pick up a copy. Local bookstore. Local Uh bookstore. (laughs) Yeah, mine is, I just want to talk about the Creeping Hour. It is a horror stories for kids since this is still October. Um, If you guys want to hear some horror stories and there are only five episodes that came out in 2019 but it's a fun podcast and i would go give it a listen it's very um it's like a group of kids telling horror stories which is very fun so i just want to throw that out there they call themselves the creeps that yeah looks, it's super creeps. cute yeah that's yeah. like how we're the buddies yeah. they're the creeps oh i love it we should do a crossover <laughs> uh with children i don't know um, they're not children it's not children that actually oh, okay, it's written okay. by a uh <laughs> it, it's written by a really uh good short horror story writer and um the art is dope we did it that was the first creepy pasta and we loved it we loved it so and we good. love you too if yeah. you like this podcast if you love us if you love us show us that you love <laughs> us our love language is five star reviews <laughs> on apple podcasts or wherever you listen and you know what? If you want to leave a review that's just a link to your favorite creepypasta, totally Ooh. works for me. Do that. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. do that. That is a thing you can do for us. We'll be back. We'll be back in a fortnight. A fortnight. To discuss the first Garfield comic. <laughs> Bye, buddies. Bye. Bye. <laughs> first is best.